Hi, and welcome to the Turbo Machinery Controls podcast, where we'll be informally discussing turbo machinery controls and turbine safety related questions and topics. Opinions expressed here are our own and not necessarily those of Trisen. I'm Tom, and I'm with Jim Jacoby, Vice President of Technology here at Trisen. Hey, Tom. Hey, Jim. In this episode, we'll be talking about integrated turbine and compressor control, or integrated gas turbine and compressor control, or integrated motor and compressor control. So let's get started like we usually do with a question. What exactly is an integrated controls solution? Yeah, so if you look back in the history of the integration, it started with the gas turbine controls. And the earliest gas turbine controls that were electronic were analog electronics just for doing the speed control and then a lot of relays. And with the development of PLC technology, it became, I guess, just a natural to try to use one platform that could not only do the digital on-off logic, but also manage the speed of the machine and maybe some other control features. And that that probably was driven by the communication issue. The early systems that were out there had lots and lots of I.O. just for communicating between the subcomponents of the system. So getting rid of all that I.O. was possible once you moved everything into one platform because then you didn't need all those extra wires and and inputs and outputs. So integration uh, probably picked up quite a bit in, in the 90s. I, I think the, the biggest challenge in the turbo machinery world technically has always been some of the special I.O. that you need. And that's the speed side of it, right? As opposed to well, the, the instrumentation, yeah, the turbine right. side as opposed. Right. And I think specifically though... Well, speed uh, in the power business, you needed something to interface to the servo valve, you know, tended to use the high pressure hydraulics. And even even in the industrial or mechanical drive systems, because uh, so many of the early actuation systems were based on the Woodward gadgets that needed uh, higher current. Now, was that integrated into the PLC or was that a standalone interface, though, like an SPC or what we call a DSC, a digital servo controller or Trisend product that the M305, M306, right? I I believe Woodward had some products that integrated the the high current output, Uh, but even Triconics developed an interface for some of those Woodward um, gadgets. Right. So, um, and then on the compressor side, the I.O. is pretty... Yeah, it's just industry standard. Well, remember, forever, all we had was pneumatics, right? So there wasn't anything special for compressors. And uh, the, the one thing that probably kept people from using DCSs for turbo machinery controls, the uh, the speed of execution. Yeah. So so just to be clear on this kind of a small issue, th- this, this idea of integrated turbine generator control and integrated turbine compressor control. I think for me, integrated turbine compressor control sounds legitimate. When we start talking about the generator though, there's still a boatload of stuff that's not integrated into the PLC, right? All the generator control relays and stuff like that. All that is typically separate, right? You buy a separate Basler to do that interface. That that is still done. But on the other hand, there have been some uh, manufacturers that have integrated both the speed control and the the voltage regulation and the, the synchronization 
polarization control and okay. things like that. I'm not sure how well that's caught on yet um, because of people like Basler that have such a good solution that's not very expensive. But I think for the biggest machines, you know, the, the integration has started to make sense because of the redundancy that they're trying to work with. You know, with, with the cheaper systems, you don't have any redundancy. So anyway, I would just kind of lay in some foundation here. That's still not integration of the driver and the driven equipment, but that's kind of where the ideas started. And, and so moving into an integrated solution between the, the driver and the compressor really starts to become a lot easier, unlike a generator, which still has a whole bunch of subsystems that are, are tougher to deal with. With a compressor, it's just some more PIDs and a little more I.O., and you've got what you need. And now right. you've you've got the ability to, to do a little fancier control, especially for performance control. So if you want to manage process using both the, the speed control or suction throttling and, say, your, your anti-surge valves, it, it's a lot simpler when that's all in one platform instead of having to provide a bunch of handshaking between two uh, different platforms. Right. Now, are you talking from the viewpoint of the integrator or the end user in that respect? I, both would. So for maintaining separate databases and that kind of thing, yeah. right, that you get into? HMIs and, you know, it goes on and on. Now, yeah, that's a good point. The What's a benefit to the system integrators may not come through as a benefit to the end user, but in this case, both would win. With, well, you know, typically, if you buy a system that has one manufacturer for the compressor controls and another manufacturer for the speed controls, the you're going to get two different user interfaces. That doesn't stop you from bringing the data together into one user interface. But for maintenance and other things like that, they're probably going to be separate. And now your plant technicians have to know two different systems to deal with it. You know, it, it, it compounds. Okay, so can you give an example of a specific integration benefit? It, it's not unusual on a compressor that you're going to control the suction pressure, right? So if your performance control is in a separate platform, you need a pressure transmitter to cascade a pressure controller output to the speed controller. The surge controller needs that suction pressure as well for surge control. So either you've got to have two different transmitters or you've got to wire between them. Either way, if that's in one platform, you're covered. Or if you do have two transmitters, now you can do a redundancy scheme. Right. Um, you you can actually ben- get more benefit from that second transmitter than just to have you know a way of getting the data to two different boxes. Okay. Well, there it is then. That's it for this episode. Drop us an email at turbomachinecontrols at tricin.com and let us know what you got on your mind. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>